This episode of the Fight Talk Podcast is brought to you in part by Vacated Title. Vacated Title is an elite design and lifestyle brand for wrestlers, promotions, and wrestling fans. VacatedTitle.com will be launching soon, and check out at Vacated Title on Twitter for the latest updates. The Fight Talk Podcast is also brought to you in part by WrestleRumble.com. It's the biggest pick'em of the year on WrestleRumble.com, and with $1,000 in cash prizes up for grabs, you do not want to miss out. You pick the winners of the matches, you guess the order of the Royal Rumble entrance, earn points for picking correctly, and the most points wins. It's as simple as that. First place wins $500 cash and two tickets to WrestleMania. Second place, $200 cash and two tickets to WrestleMania. Get the most points for just the Royal Rumble match questions and win two tickets to NXT TakeOver Orlando. Visit WrestleRumble.com to see the entire prize list and follow them on Twitter at WrestleRumble. Sign up now on WrestleRumble.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fight Talk Podcast. This is Steven Jensen. Today's episode of Fight Talk is my interview with Shane Strickland. Most people know Shane Strickland as Swerve on the independent professional wrestling scene, as well as Killshot from Lucha Underground. You can catch Lucha Underground every Wednesday night on the El Rey Network. Killshot is one of the main characters on that show, and his work as Swerve in the independent scene is absolutely awesome. But first, this week's contest. So, once again, easiest contest ever. If you want to win, you go on Facebook and you like a post. It'll be on my wall. It will be on multiple Facebook groups that are associated with professional wrestling. You'll see a post that has a link to this podcast as well as information about the contest. And there will be a picture in the comment section on most of the groups. Some groups don't allow me to to enter it. But on most of the groups and on my Facebook wall as well, there will be a picture in the comments of the prizes so you can like that post or the the big post you can like the main post or the comment it's okay either way just by liking the post you are entering for your chance to win this week's prize there will be two winners one person is going to win a wwe mystery mini vinyl figure of gold dust the other person is going to win a wwe mystery mini vinyl figure of randy orton so there will be two winners this week WWE Mystery Mini Vinyl Figures, you can win either Randy Orton or Goldust this week. All you have to do is like a post. I will announce the winner sometime next week. And congratulations to Jason Justek as well as Tammy Hoback for winning last week's Fight Talk Podcast contest. And your prizes are out there. I know Tammy already got hers, and I touched base with Jason today, and it sounds like he hasn't got his yet, but I assure you it is on the way. So that all being said... Kick back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Shane Strickland, a.k.a. Swerve, a.k.a. Lucha Underground's Killshot. First and foremost, Shane, thank you for coming on the Fight Talk podcast today. First off, how are you doing, man? How are you feeling? How have things been? Uh, Busy schedule lately, and a little sore after the weekend I had, like, debuting on the debut premiere event, Defy in Seattle, and then the next night being in Austin, Texas. Russell Circus taking on Santa Clara, so it was a good, very successful weekend, but very grueling on the body, getting ready to start another weekend. 
Dude, well, it's good to hear that you're staying busy. Um, most most of the indie wrestlers that I talk to, you know, that's that's what you want to do. You want to be out there grinding, staying busy. And I know that you recently wrestled Cody Rhodes, and that was a really big deal uh, considering the buzz that he has on the indies right now. I actually knew Cody back in high school. Uh, I followed his career from OVW all the way through WWE, what he's doing now. And seeing him mix it up with the indie talent nowadays – Man, it's like it's it's so cool to watch as a fan of just professional wrestling. What was it like wrestling Cody recently? Oh, it was a great experience, you know. Um very skilled individual. He's done everything there is to do in pro wrestling, especially this past year. Um, with him completing like pretty much the big four events and wrestling, you know, like with Final Battle, uh Battle for Glory, Mania and Wrestle Kingdom, you know. Yeah, he's accomplished a lot and Beating against somebody like that, just knowing that you can step in the ring with them and take them to their limit, and knowing that you are just as good, at, or you know, if not better, possibly better in the future, have the best potential to be better than those guys that have done everything. So just, um, he had a lot of respect for me after the match, and it was a great experience. You know, and it was great for Defy and the video Seattle. Very cool, man. Very cool. Uh, where where can we find that match? Is that available online? Um, right now, there's a highlight video called Defy One, and um, it's, the event was called Legacy. So the event's not available yet. Okay. But it is said to be done, being, being uh, possibly being put on Flow Slam. Okay. A lot of the new independent events are starting to be get put on, like with WWE Lives events and like Evolve and stuff. So that may be that may be happening in the future. Very cool. Good deal. Good deal. So to paint just kind of like a little background picture, uh, the way that I, I found out about you and I heard about you first, uh, I recently, it took forever, but I recently got the El Rey Network through my, my subscriber for, for uh, Sling TV actually. And I finally get to watch Lucha Underground. And it's like this thing I've been hearing about for so long and knew a little bit about, but I'm caught up now from like the beginning all the way up to what they're doing now. And one of the first matches that I saw was you and Marty the Moth in the Weapons of Mass Destruction match, and I was hooked immediately, man. I mean, that match was awesome. And my first question about Lucha Underground for you, it's interesting because with Lucha Underground, it seems like a lot of the characters were created by Lucha Underground. And like a guy like Ricochet, for instance, playing the character of Prince Puma, were were you cast essentially into the kill shot role? Like, how does that come about? Do you reach out to them? Do they reach out to you? Like, how does that happen? Well, the hiring process, I uh, pretty much got referred to by Conan and uh, Big Rick and Ricochet. So those three were pretty much the big guys that um, reached that reached out to Lucha to give me an opportunity. And um, I had a couple dark matches um, when I came in. That, that weekend, and that was along with uh, Willie Mack. Uh, that was his uh, tryout, and um, a couple others. But um, they didn't know the actual character. They wanted they knew they wanted to debut a new master character, and uh, they gave me free range to come up with a new character. And so um, I came up with like a military type character because um, it was something I done in my life. I did eight years in army reserves. And so, it was, and it was something that nobody else was really doing on the show. So it seemed like a good team and a good, uh, good way to stand out from everybody else. So, so it sounds like you came up with a lot of the kill shot character. Like what we see on TV was is yeah. a lot of your creation. 
Yeah, it was all like me experimenting with things that worked, didn't work, continuing on things, leaving certain things behind. It was a lot of like playing around with certain aspects and parts of the character that I didn't know were going to succeed, but I had hope and faith that they would. You know, and um, and like half off to Lucha Underground for giving me the opportunity to like do that to let me create, give me the freedom, and give them the then give me the trust to like actually try all these new things. With that, you know, you mentioned uh, Conan and. How involved are guys like is Conan still involved with Lucha? I know Vampira is heavily involved, and I know he does commentary. Um, is Conan involved with Lucha Underground currently? No, not in season one. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. We brought him up very briefly. Uh, Ricochet, he plays Prince Puma on Lucha Underground, but he's a very well-known indie guy. And you said he had referred you to Lucha Underground. Um, how long have you known Ricochet? I've um, known him for about the past four years. Um, uh, I met him through CZW, uh, doing the CZW and slash Dragon Gate Evolve, uh, joint shows. And, um, it was about maybe three years ago where we honestly got close and like started riding along to the other shows together and really hanging out and talking and really getting to know one another. And, um, when he was telling me all about how Lucha Underground was a great place when it was debuting, um, I, uh, like, I just had to be a part of it, and he, like, pretty much took me under his wing with, like, giving me, uh, tips and giving me advice on, like, certain aspects of wrestling, and he knew that was a good place for me to be, and so he put in the word and helped me get there. Um, but yeah, I've known him for about, uh, yeah, three, three to four years. He was a guy that I remember, uh, when he was, years ago, he was, uh, he was smaller, uh, he was doing... I mean, just stuff I've never seen before, and he continues to to innovate, and just some of the matches that he has are just absolutely mind-blowing, um, and he brought that over to Japan recently as well. Have you been working in Japan at all, or is that on the radar for you? It's definitely on the radar for this year, so I expect something to happen. Very cool. Are you able to break any news on what uh, what company that might be with? I can't break the news yet until like, uh, I get the thumbs up from it. Okay. But, uh, it's definitely a good promotion in Tokyo that um, I'm working on. Awesome, awesome. Uh, well, speaking of that, you know, being a wrestling fan right now in this day and age, it's it's really cool because there's there's so many options, not only for the fans but for the talent and and so much exposure. Like before, it was you could only really get a big name with like TV time. And obviously, TV exposure is huge for the for the pro wrestling business. That's undeniable. But now they have these alternates, uh, like you were mentioning, uh, WWN Network, and uh, like uh, New Japan has their New Japan World, and and there's all these other ways. Evolve has gotten really big on the the online uh, type of scene. Can you explain to just somebody who might not be as familiar with pro wrestling, kind of? I'm I'm trying to figure the best way of wording this, but just just in the past probably five years or so, how much wrestling in general has just kind of risen up and become more and more popular, more and more accessible to everybody. Well, honestly, the past four or five, I would say it all happened around like 2011, where a lot of the the independents been around for years, sure, maybe fifteen, like fifteen to twenty years, uh, absolute most twenty years. Um, but, man, like, 
ECW guys on uh, all being brought up to the television, to the main roster. And uh, I feel like one of the first few people to really be brought up and really explode onto the scene was like the CM Punks, the Matt Seidel, Daniel Bryan was another one. Those guys were the ones, one of, they, we, we rooted for them because they were pretty much, we felt like they were our guys. It's pretty much when indie, indie rock bands make it to the main stage and our start performing in Madison Square Garden and big arenas and start touring on with these other bands. You know, it's still like, that's your group, that's your guys, you know. I would say, honestly, it was, it was these, the punk, uh, the Pike Bomb promo that really put into, like, the average, the average, typical WWE wrestling fan. It put, it sparked something into them that made them believe there was wrestling outside of WWE. And that's where a lot of guys, that's where WWE started showing a lot more uh, of the Evolve and the Dragon Gates and the Ring of Honor footage on the network and that started being exposed a little more and a little more and a little more then Genericos came in Steam came in then Pop came in then they just opened up a new door and a new wave for these guys to make it big time and be used to the best of their ability Seth Long shortly came after that Dean Ambrose you know but man uh, the indie, now, now it's like a it's, it's, it's a it's kind of definitely doing, like, those guys making it on the main roster and on mainstream, on television, it opens up the doors for the indie independents as well. It makes us, now those fans, it brings more fans to us, to the independents. You know, it's a good trade-off. The independent fans come to more WWE events and more casual WWE fans who aren't introduced to the independents come to the independent shows now because they see that they're they're making it to there to the to the top. Now they want to see the the insurrection of where these guys are coming from. The new crop of talent. They want to be the first ones to see the hipsters. You know they want to be hip. They want to see like you know. But this is a great it's a great uh, opportunity, and great business right now. Especially with like the tournaments, the cruiserweight classics, the uh, United Kingdom tournament that just happened, the tag team tournament that you know that produced Gargano and Chapa. Uh, there's so many guys and so many opportunities now, so many more eyes on wrestling. Now, mentioning like the tournaments in, in, that you just mentioned, is there any interest on your part of, of being in a part of something like that? Like maybe uh, a cruiserweight-type tournament? I'm actually watching um, a replay of the UK Championship just as we're recording this. I've got it on in the background uh, because I... I absolutely love when they do that kind of stuff, and they go out and they find some of the best guys in the world that are available, and they they put them in these these either a couple days tournaments or uh, make it like a big thing on the network, like the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, is anything like that uh, in the works on the radar, or are you pretty good with how things are going on the indie scene right now? I'm pretty good with how things are going on the indie scene right now. You know, it's uh, it's, 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 it's it's I'm 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 flourishing out here. You know. I'm able to make a great living doing what I'm doing here, like on the independence. It's a beautiful thing, and uh, there's a lot of th- there's a lot to think with that. You know, the timing and with the the uh, inflection of like WWE scooping up all these guys. You know, it's opened up opportunities for me, and I'm not finished with what I'm doing out here. Uh, would I like to do something like that? Of course, I'm never opposed to it. But like, I'm still happy with what I'm doing with Lucha Underground. I'm still happy with the international tours I'm working with. I'm working on more international stuff and working on um, you know, doing more, op- getting more opportunities.
days here in the States. So I still have a lot more work to do before I'm prepared for something like that. Okay, good good to know, good to hear. Uh, I I also wanted to mention, you know, we were talking about some of the guys that came up kind of through the independent scene and uh, made it big in the WWE, and you were mentioning names like uh, like CM Punk, for instance, Daniel Bryan, and so on. Uh, one guy you didn't mention, uh, Paul London. I remember uh, Paul London coming up. He was kind of one of those first guys from Ring of Honor, him and Brian Kendrick, and I know Paul London is working in Lucha Underground now. Have you gotten a chance to work with him at all? I've not gotten a chance to work with Paul yet. Um, in Lucha or on the or in the uh, independence, you know. Yeah, that's true. Like the, the, those guys who were in the crop with like Paul, the, the Matt Seidel. I remember AJ Styles was in there, but he didn't get signed. He did a couple opportunities with them. You know, there's a lot of those guys that came out at that time. Even Daniel Bryan was one of the guys that got opportunities but didn't get signed either. But no, uh, Paul London is great. He's a great agent. He's a he's a good, he's a two way he's a two way player on the show. He's an agent and a now talent, and he's just phenomenal at both. You know, um, just great motivator when it comes to agenting, guide you in the right places on what to do, on when the timing, when to do it, the camera angles, like stories to tell while you're doing it. Just breaks down every single thing to like the like the greatest minimal detail that you wouldn't think would matter that much, but it. Yeah, and just for what it's worth, I mean, years ago, um, I've never told this story on the podcast before, but now would probably be a good time. Uh, this was years back. Uh, Paul Lennon was was in his WWE run, and I stayed after a show in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, I was just by kind of the parking lot, just kind of hoping that some of the guys would walk by, maybe get a couple autographs, shake some hands. Just thank, thank guys like you uh, for just the entertainment because I know just what you guys put your bodies through and, and the travel and it's just – it's not an easy business to be a part of I, and I fully understand that. And Paul London uh, was actually the only guy uh, for the entire WWE roster when I went to this this particular show. This was, this was a Monday Night Raw years ago. He was the only one who stayed after and signed autographs for every single person that was waiting and it just meant so much because I won't I won't throw anyone under the bus, but there were some pretty big names that came by, kind of did their wave, and they were just on their way. And Paul London stayed, and, and he not only signed autographs, he talked to the fans. He was a really nice guy, and I gained I already had respect for the guy, but I gained so much more respect knowing that he was that that type of person. So uh, I love I love seeing him in Lucha Underground and. Uh, just for whatever that's worth, you know. Just so that's more so for my, so my fans can know how good of a guy he is, and I and I've seen it firsthand. And that's not like that's that's not like catching him on a good day. That's him. That's catching him on an everyday. You know, that's how he is, like on an everyday basis. Just like really humbled and really just happy and excited, and he he just loves the fact that people appreciate what he does in the ring. You know, it's still. It still hits them that like that same way every single day when he does when he has a show when he has a show and event does lucha like he's very appreciative former. You had mentioned, you know, you can make a great living on the indies. You're you're happy with where you are. Things are going great. You're staying active. Some more people that you you remind me so much of that are doing just they they essentially quote unquote don't need the WWE. I, I guess that's the best way I can put it. Guys like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega making huge names for themselves outside of the WWE. Uh, do you look at at people like that and go, okay, I'm I'm good out here. If they're doing it, I can do it too. 
yeah. Um, I look at them as just like, man, they they started a new wave of things. It's like, because nobody was really doing it like that, like the way they are. They're like true pioneers in our generation of pro wrestling, you know. And there's nobody else like either one of them, like either one of them. And I respect them so much for that. I look at them as like, I look at them as like the absolute pinnacle of not needing to be signed. To be signed to a major like television program, I look at them as the pioneers of that, the pinnacle of it as well. You know, but like needing to go to WWE or anything like that. But me, I'm. That is like if they're like at a hundred percent, I'm at like a forty. I would say me personally. You know, like man, like I'm glad I'm able to make the little bit of money that I do and the living that I do make. I I worked really hard for that, but man, the the, the level that the Bucks and that Kenny Omega are on is just like double, triple, almost triple the potential that I have to make it there. But it's still a possibility. They made, I feel like they made it a possibility to do that. You know, and that before, a lot of people didn't feel like it was possible. You know, there was only one place to go, and that's how you made, that's how you live. But those guys broke those barriers as well. They can, they, they are in the driving position of pro wrestling and they can do whatever, whatever they want. They can go wherever they want. And they, they, they have the steering wheel pretty much. Yeah, speaking of, of those, those talented individuals, uh, Kenny Omega, or, you know, everyone's talking about it, uh, the match that he had with Okada at Wrestle Kingdom 11. Did you get a chance to see that match? And if so, what were your thoughts on it? I didn't see the whole thing. I'm still like halfway through the match. But uh, like, I've met Kenny about like two times, two, maybe three times. And he's always been a great gentleman. He, his talent, man, is just unreal. And, it, and he's been this good. He's been that good for years. You know, and it, I'm just glad people are finally getting to see him as the great talent that he was, that he is. You know, that show, that match showcased every aspect of how special he is to pro wrestling. And the way he just, he's able to showcase his vision and his artwork is in the manner to get people, 50,000 people in an arena to react that way is on, is on, it's, it's unreal. So he needs to be at the very, very, very top. He's already there now on the independent level. I would love to see him at the next level with WWE to be at the very, very top. He deserves that. He is, he is the next one in line. Who do you think, quote unquote, replaces him? Is it is it Adam Cole? Because I think I think Adam Cole. It sounds like he might be in the same kind of boat as Omega. Like he might not have a whole lot of time before his deal's up, and he could be headed that way as well. We don't know if Omega's going to the WWE or not, but it's it is strongly rumored. But there's and then there's Cody Rhodes out there. Uh, you know, we talked about him a little bit earlier. Um, or is there somebody kind of off my radar? Is there anyone that you? Uh, you watch that you think maybe not not even necessarily to become the leader of the Bullet Club, but maybe some other independent talent out there that you've worked with or you've seen that you are really high on that you want to tell the fans about. Oh man, as far as as far as like other talent out there, like there's man. Um, as far as I'll put it in two separate categories. Um, as far as like leader of the Bullet Club, I feel like Adam Cole's the next one to go. Maybe. Maybe Adam Cole or Cody is in line next. Okay. But uh, as far as new talent to look out for, like I, I'd say 
recently, so you're going to see a lot of him. Austin Theory, another talent that was signed to Evolve. He's 19, 20 years old, I believe. And he's a student of Aaron Fox, a good friend of mine. So, man, he's going to tear things up for the next ten, five, six years on Independence if he's not signed by that time. And there's so much new talent. Leo Rush is another one of the, like, another one that pretty much I helped him come up to this level. Like, me bringing him under CDW and, and signing Ring of Honor. I'm so, I'm in, at the debut on PWG. I'm proud of everything he does every single time. He, like, everything he, every time he accomplishes something new, I'm really proud of him. Um, and those are like the new guys that I see that are about to make witty soon. Just kind of piggybacking off that, just out of curiosity, who were some of your inspirations? Like, maybe maybe not name all of them. I mean, you absolutely can. Uh, but maybe like a handful of guys that like really influenced your career, like as a fan coming into the business, like when you were when you were coming up, like kind of who who did you watch and you were like, oh man, I want to be like him or take I'm taking something like that from from this guy or that guy when when I make it. Was there any who who were the kind of your inspirations coming in? And then I guess kind of a part B to that question would be, who have you gotten in the ring with since becoming a professional wrestler that you've taken stuff away from and being like, man, I, I just learned, I just someone like Cody, like I just learned so much from that guy working with him. Um, as far as like um, coming into the uh, being a fan of wrestling and coming up, uh, Rey Mysterio and Edge were the top two. I would honestly say they uh, they both were like pioneers to me in wrestling. Uh, that's the, if I, I imagine if I could like put it in a mesh of styles, those guys were it. You know, those guys were the guys I wanted to be just like. You know, um, One side note: um, they, uh, they, I mean, they were kind of a forgotten tag team too. They were, uh, they were pretty good as a tag oh, yeah. team. Yeah. There was a point on Edge pretty much tagged with just about everybody. True. They're like Edge was a Edge was a uh, tag team champ with Hogan. Yes. And nobody remembers that. <laughs> right. No, uh, uh, as far as, like, I always say, like, coming up in wrestling, it's five, I have five guys that really taught me everything that I truly, that I truly know. The uh, first one was Adam Cole. He's the one who introduced me to DJ and CZW, brought me up to the CZW school in Philadelphia, and had my first tryout match with, um, with CZW, and I pretty much took off from there to the day I get advice from him on everything. Like, he's the one that taught me how to work with camera angles and become just more of a star in the ring and be poised, be patient, not rush, have good posture. Adam Cole was the one for that. And, uh, Sammy Callahan was the one that just taught me how to be intense and when the time, the change of tempo and that. 
taught me how to flow in the ring as well. And the last was Ricochet. Ricochet still, like, still gives me advice on all my matches and taught me how to, like, combine things together, put all put everything together, timing them well. And he's, he's pretty much just the one that put the cap on the jar on everything I learned and then sealed it. And it was like, okay, this is who I am now. So all those things that everybody taught me, it made me swerve pretty much. You know, and then Ricochet was the final boss that like just put everything together for me and still that they like helps me out with a lot of things. Well that's a that's a heck of a of a lineup you got there helping you out. I mean, that's a who's who of, of talent. Uh a guy like Rich Swan, how cool is it to see him having uh, the kind of success he's having in the WWE right now? Oh man, like me and Swan are like are pretty much like brothers, man. We spent the past four Christmases together in Pennsylvania and now the last one in, down here in Orlando. Me and him uh achieved the success he did. It's just honestly like seeing a family member make it, you know, it was it was, I was so happy for him. And every day, like, I see him, like, uh, at Fanny's house, or he'll be at our, he'll have the cruiserweight title with them. And just seeing that, like, man, this is, un- this is unreal. Just seeing, like, one of my best friends on television being the success he is. Showing the world how successful, how great he is at it. Now, he has a special gift, not just a talent, he has a gift on getting people to, and getting people off their feet and, and entertaining. Man, that's that's awesome to hear, uh, and and also um, a name that you mentioned um, that you were you came up as a big Rey Mysterio fan. Uh, Rey Mysterio uh, does work with Lucha Underground. Have you gotten a chance to uh, to work with him at all, uh, or or just pick his brain a little bit, or is it kind of surreal just to even be in the same vicinity as a guy like Rey Mysterio? It is, it really is. Um, that's one, another one of those things that just came full circle. What are the odds I end up working in the same promotion? as, like, my hero, you know, my biggest influence into getting into pro wrestling. Um, he's great. Uh, I, I haven't got to work with him yet, but he's just a great individual to be around. He's a great locker room leader, just humble, humble to the T. Um, it's so endearing for me to, like, walk around and, like, he remembers my face and my name, and, like, he, hey, man, how's it going? And, like, we say hi, we, like, reminisce about stuff and like talk about other things outside of wrestling and like I see his family all the time he comes to those lucha shows he's just a great humble individual like a great father figure to the roster and um just to have him around oh like that pushes me more to be better in the ring every time you know he he's the individual just being there just having his presence there makes me like really have to like alright I gotta kill him today I gotta I gotta be on my I gotta be on my A game we gotta kill it. We gotta make sure, like he pushes everybody to do better and to do well. He hasn't. It seems like he hasn't really even slowed down. I mean, for all the years and all the wear and tear that that he's he's done to his body, just with his style of of performing, uh, he had that match with Ricochet, uh, Prince Puma. I think it was at the end of season two of Lucha Underground, and it was amazing. Like he hasn't lost a step. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. I, oh, I and it's I I, I was I, I love that match. I thought the two of them went out there and they put on a, a hell of a performance. And uh, Rey Mysterio 
probably probably the best most well known uh, masked wrestler probably in history. Uh, at least in my opinion, I, I you know I grew up. I, I'm, I honestly call him the greatest greatest luchador of all time. Yeah, in my opinion, I will, I will definitely like name another luchador that main event in WrestleMania. Right. You know. Right. Nobody's ever nobody has done what he's done, and nobody will ever will. Just kind of staying on the mask topic, just just briefly here. Is it is it unusual for you to wrestle in a mask? Is it more difficult? I always hear you know the. You know, you don't have like uh, I guess the advantage of being able to use facial expressions, but there's other ways to uh, to kind of invoke a reaction from the crowd. Do you prefer working in a mask? Do you dislike it? Do you have any any real opinion on it? Uh, I prefer working without a mask, but it doesn't bother me wrestling with one now. Now at this point, uh, I've pretty much adapted to that mask. Now if it was like anything like Aerostar with the eyes covered or full face covered, it would be very very difficult. I would say, and I would have hated it, but I have a pretty much, I have a pretty much a uh, very open mouth, open eye, open nose. So it's not that much of a, it's not that much of a burden on me to maneuver. You know, hey, I, I can choose to wrestle with that one. I would definitely choose to. Okay, gotcha. What were some of your favorite matches coming up, like just as a fan? And then what have been kind of your favorite matches that you've had as a wrestler? Um, coming up, Halloween Havoc 97, uh, Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. Oh, classic. Uh, yep. Named, uh, match of the year that year for WCW. And it's, you know, to this day, the best wrestling match I've ever seen. Another one I'd say is, uh, Ricochet, Ricochet, um, Shima versus Pac and Dragon Kid from Kobe World 2011. I want to say that match was the first time I've honestly seen independent wrestling taken to new heights that I've never even knew were possible. That match blew my mind. Still to this day, I've never seen another tag match as great as that one. It was the best match I've ever seen. I got to check that out. And you were saying Pac, Pac uh, a.k.a. Neville, correct? Yes. Uh, Austin Aries and Kenta from Ring of Honor. Uh, that was... That was a tough one to try to find. Uh, it was just on the best of DVD for Ring of Honor. That match is great to me. Best of the best 10. I love the triple threat match between O'Reilly, Adam Cole, and Gargano. The first round match is best of the best 10 in CZW. And uh, from that same best of the best tournament, Sammy Callahan versus Dice Game. That, that match is just like, just, oh, definition of strong style. And, overcoming the big man story. It's just great. And I'm also part biased because I think Sammy Callahan's great, but I think a lot of people would agree with me on that. And uh, special matches that I've had, a lot came from 2016. Weapons of Mass Destruction is a really good favorite of mine so far. I've been getting a lot of praise for that success here. Um, me and Will Ospreay from Progress, Chapter 35. A lot of people in the UK um, still talk about that match from August, and a lot of people still give me high praise for that match. And that's pretty much my inception into progress as well. I saw first in Devin Xavier from Cage's Death this past year. From CZW Cage's Death this past year, Cage's Death 18. Uh, that was a really good one. I was really happy about that. How that match came out and it got really warm reception. A lot of people 
How's Hoovy looking nowadays? I haven't seen him in quite a while. Oh, he's phenomenal. Uh, I haven't met him ever until that day, actually. But he was phenomenal to work with. Um, there's a lot of people had, like, some of the guys in the match had, like, grumbles going into the match. I was like, oh, Hoovy, hopefully he's here to work today. But he came in and he was super excited, very motivated. Like, he put that mask on and he was back in 1990. 96 WCW Cruiserweight time, man. He, he was ready to go, man. Did he wrestle like, with Did he wrestle with the mask? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. And honestly, um, he delivered his first ever reverse Lana to me. He'd never done one before, ever in his career. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, and obviously it was safe, because we're having this conversation today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm alive to tell the story. <laughs> oh, and, uh, Man, yeah, excited about it too, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I for what it's worth, I mean, I'm 28 years old. I I I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, just a massive WCW fan. Of course, I followed the WWF as well. But uh, so the the cruiserweights from that time, like when you mentioned matches like Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, bring up guys like Juventud. I mean, it's just a straight flashback for me. Like like seeing a guy like Rey Mysterio, uh, do a a front flip to the outside into a Hurricane Rana, and just being like. That that's a, that's impossible. Nobody can do that. Effortless, effortless, <laughs> and, effortless. And, and now you see a guy like a guy like you mentioned, Will Ospreay, who I I guess could most closely be compared to a guy like Ricochet. But but both of them have such unique aerial styles. Um, and Osprey is a, a real young guy. He hasn't been in the business that long, to my knowledge, either. And seeing what he's oh, done, three years, three to four years. That's now. insane. Yeah, yeah, he's a. I love him to death, man. Like at this point, I'm tired of wrestling him because I've wrestled so much now. And every time I go to the UK, I pretty much we cross paths in the ring. But man, he's still one of my favorite people to step in the ring with because he just makes everything so easy. He makes he like he also pushes me like a lot to step it up. You know, he's un, uh, ungodly, freakishly talented. And um, I honestly thought I honestly thought the plateau. For high flying and pro wrestling was with Pac, it went another level with Will Ospreay. I can honestly say that. That's yeah, absolutely unreal. The stuff that that guy can pull off is just like I don't know how you can even think of it. I don't I don't know how. And and another another guy you mentioned quite a few times and Sammy Callahan. He's a guy that man when he his NXT run like I just felt like there was so much more to to be desired and it was not of, of his own fault it was just kind of just the timing I think you know he got yeah, kind of yeah you know if he would have came in there now oh he would have been a star yes I I agree a hundred percent 
and and I, I hope to see him back, uh, back sometime in the if he wants to be back. You know, he's killing it out on the, out on, on the scene now. I mean, he he's doing great. But it'd be cool to see him back. And uh, the guy's kind of the last name I want to mention, just because it's kind of organically gotten here. But uh, Chris Hero, uh, same kind of situation. He was in NXT before it really blew up. Left for about three years, and now he 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 made another just a huge a huge name for himself again back on the independence uh, through his work in, in Evolve and in other companies. Do you have any opinion on Chris Hero? Um, I've never been in the ring with Hero, but I've been around. Um, I've been around him uh, plenty of times in the UK. We actually had to like stay in a couple hotel rooms together when we were the last. It was about October, October tour. Yeah, October with him and he's just phenomenal like he's he's he should have been he, he was around the time with the CM Punk's the Daniel Bryan AJ Styles he should have been in that class then now I feel bad because like he should have been a millionaire 10 years ago that's how good he is that's how freaking phenomenal he is granted he's doing phenomenal now you know through through independence through going to Japan through Ring of Honor through PWG Dude, he's done, he's done everything, wrestled every single person that you could think of and had phenomenal matches with everybody in different ways, different styles, different, 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 like, he's, he's just so, he's so versatile. He's like the definition of versatility. He can literally do everything, everything in that ring. And I just wish that he would have been, he would have been capitalized on. And I think, I wish he would have been capitalized on 10 years ago. But now he's this is his second chance for redemption with NXT and WWE. I wish him the absolute best. He's always been a great, great, great guy to me. He's also he was someone I used to take study as well. Coming up, in the, um, I say my third, fourth year in wrestling, when I really just started understanding and discovering the independent wrestling scene. He is uh, he was the one that um, he he was another one that I honestly. He was a, a, a tape study. His matches with Kenta, you know, his matches with Punk, his matches with uh, him and him and uh, Claudio against the Bucks, against the First Coast, and like there, it, there's not enough to say about Chris Hero. I could do this entire interview just about Chris Hero. Oh yeah, because I mean, yeah, you have his his single stuff, like yeah, all the stuff he used to do with Punk and all those guys, and and all those various companies. Then of course you mentioned his his tag team with Claudio, uh, the Kings of Wrestling, now known as Cesaro to to WWE fans, and a guy like Chris Hero. What, what's so interesting to me about about him, I remember like a big knock on him back in the day was his physique, and then he like got in really really good shape and did like the WWE thing for a minute, and then he's gotten much bigger again recently. But it seems to, to be better for his his career because now, it, to me, it's more impressive to see a guy of his size, like a guy like uh, Kevin Steen's size, that can do everything. But you're also still keeping the high flying aspect, even with with more weight on you. And they seem to be kind of going more in that direction, anyways, where they're signing guys like Samoa Joe, like. Who are, look different. They need the variety. Yes, you know? exactly. Not everybody can. Not everybody can look like um you know Pac. Not everybody can look like. I agree 100%, man. Well, Shane, I, I appreciate your time so much today. I really can't express how, how grateful I am for uh, for this interview. 
Uh, I know it took a minute to, to get this together, but uh, thank you so much. And I just want to give you an opportunity to, before before we get out of here uh, to plug anything you want, uh, whether it's shows, merchandise. Uh, tell the fans where to find you. Um, Twitter and Instagram, at Strickland Chain. Just my regular name, just backwards, at Strickland Chain. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, I just added three, four new de- new designs right lately. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Shane Strickland to get your new Swerve merchandise, new Swerve designs. You know, and check out Defy Wrestling, brand new promotion that just opened up in Seattle last weekend. Blew the roof off the place. Sold out the event. I was able to headline it with Cody Rhodes. I'm pretty sure um, the event will be up coming soon. I'm not sure where, but um, keep searching around for it. I'm sure it's going to pop up and it's going to be in your face before you even know it. But uh, so far, they, they just released a two-and-a-half-minute highlight video of the event. So Defy Wrestling, Defy One, Defy Wrestling Legacy, the name of the event. So go check it out on YouTube. Yeah, watch Scooch Underground. And BBW. Awesome. Well, Shane, once again, thank you so much. And uh, you have a great rest of your day, man. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much, man. All right, everybody. And that's that. That was Shane Strickland, a.k.a. Killshot, a.k.a. Swerve. What a nice guy. Thanks once again to Shane Strickland uh, for taking the time out of his busy schedule to to talk to me today on Fight Talk. Um, And that's going to be it, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Podomatic. Please follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore. That's at F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Uh, please rate and comment on the podcast as well on iTunes. It helps the podcast out a lot. It really does. I know I say that all the time, but it is the truth. Uh, we're going to do another contest this week. And since we talked to a pro wrestler, let's give away some wrestling action figures because people seem to like that a lot. This week's contest, same contest we always do, simplest, easiest contest ever. I'm going to post a link to this podcast as well as some information and a picture in the comments of this prize. All you have to do is like the post on Facebook. It will be on my Facebook wall. It will also be on multiple Facebook groups that I'm associated with that have to do with professional wrestling. This week, one free Gold Dust WWE Mystery Mini Vinyl Figure or one free Randy Orton WWE Mystery Mini Vinyl Figure. There will be two winners this week, so one person will win Randy Orton, one person will win Goldust. So, like this post, follow me on Twitter, at FightTalk underscore, please subscribe. Thank you very much for listening, and I will be back soon. The episode you just heard of the Fight Talk podcast was brought to you in part by Vacated Title. Vacated Title is an elite design and lifestyle brand for wrestlers, promotions, and wrestling fans. VacatedTitle.com will be launching soon, and check out at Vacated Title on Twitter for the latest updates. The Fight Talk podcast is also brought to you in part by WrestleRumble.com. It's the biggest pick'em of the year on WrestleRumble.com, and with $1,000 in cash prizes up for grabs, you do not want to miss out. You pick the winners of the matches, you guess the order of the Royal Rumble entrance, earn points for picking correctly, and the most points wins. It's as simple as that. First place wins $500 cash and two tickets to WrestleMania. Second place, $200 cash and two tickets to WrestleMania. 
get the most points for just the Royal Rumble match questions, and win two tickets to NXT TakeOver Orlando. Visit WrestleRumble.com to see the entire prize list and follow them on Twitter at WrestleRumble. Sign up now on WrestleRumble.com.